Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode is about one of the most influential men in history, Confucius, or his more authentic pronunciation, Kung Fu Tse. I'm exploring the doctrine of the mean and the great learning. Many people know sayings of Confucius, but I just sort of wanted to go over what kinds of things he taught and what he valued as a person and as a teacher. Now it's obvious that we still see his impact and that many people know of him and that he's being talked of. He's kind of seen as uh, a cult figure, a popular culture figure everywhere in Western society and of course in Eastern society. The cult in China is still thriving there. He affected the moral and spiritual conduct of a time where internal strife and political conflict and foreign influences were running through China. He was, in essence, imbued into Chinese society. He also taught poetry and history and music. Those have got to be one of the most essential topics there are. Poetry, to me, is kind of mysterious, and it tries to say things what otherwise can't be said in, in other terms. Music is the most one of the most beautiful things on earth. The most brilliant forms of expression and meditation. The whole spectrum of sound can bring you to the whole spectrum of mind, in my view. And we, of course, can learn a great deal from history. But most notably, his teachings are characterized by a sort of adherence to tradition, a sort of conservatism. His main emphasis was on learning and wisdom and the moral relationships with people as reciprocity as its guide, or as people in the West like to call it, the golden rule. And I think a certain respect for tradition and things that are passed down and perhaps even authority where authority is due. He also urged people to live in harmony with themselves because that is the way towards harmony between oneself and the universe. Not to forget the least extravagant of places right here, right now, seemingly. But in the end, we are a continuous part of this whole thing. He mentions heaven, but I don't think he believes in deities. His thought process is more of a heaven on earth, I think. His goals are to attain universal peace and self-perfection and the common good. And this is where our intellectualizing and moral energy should be going. Seems like high standards, but I feel like it is just an essential property of existence to want to attain that. I think to reciprocate with everyone and your neighbors and realize what it is that contains tranquil, happy lives and that that's everyone's responsibility and right. He says in The Great Learning that the object of pursuit is determined, then a calmness and unperturbedness may be attained. So that we need to have a point that we are after. We need to set our sights and have vision towards something and be determined to it. That is, to see it out from start to finish. Having the starting point in mind and knowing where to finish, you act in a sort of calmness or unperturbedness, like nothing can stop you. Like knowing what it is at the start and being determined to finish, there should be a sort of calm, knowing full well that you will come into completion, that this is the ultimate state in your being, almost, and that this will never let you down unless you let yourself down and do not figure out what it is you are pursuing. So in a sense, having a direction, or at least having something in your life and finding what it is you need first and seeing where you're going, Steadily, we will persevere, and there will be a careful deliberation, then the attainment of the desired end. 
So we have our attitudes determining our aptitudes, and with a careful discernment, seeing our options, choosing what is proper for them, going through obstacles, and eventually doing everything you need to do for completion. So wishing to order well the states, or having a goal of having a union of a nation or civilization, or of an entire people of some kind, is a very lofty sort of a success to have, but it's amazing that we do it that we keep something like that going. It shouldn't be put behind us that we keep these things together and that in essence we are all bonded into it. So, in wishing to order the states well, first regulate your families. If you wish to regulate your families, you must first cultivate your person. If you wish to cultivate your person, you first rectify your heart. To rectify your heart, first become sincere in your thoughts. Become sincere in your thoughts. Extend the utmost your knowledge. Such, a, such extension of knowledge lies in the investigation of things. So Confucius would agree that the investigation things, the examination of life is what makes things worth living. Here we are back at square one, episode one. So starting with knowledge over everything is where you find yourself in your thoughts, and being sincere, how you're thinking, what you're saying, and to rectify your heart, to instill these values, to make permanent your character, and to generate a sort of personhood. And from that cultivation of those things, from head to heart, you must teach and regulate families. You must carry this on and onward. Then you have well-ordered states. You have generations of evolution. You have successors. We are generating and attaining a well-ordered life, bringing on happiness and bringing on new heights. Wishes are being fulfilled and ends are being met. Dreams are coming true. So he says that from the emperor all the way down to the mass of people, that's where the cultivation of the person should be made, all the way throughout. And I think just like that Rush song, And for those who hold high places Must be the ones who start Mold a new reality closer to the heart. <clears throat> the way in life, as opposed to the Taoist, which the way is the way is the way, and that everything is a, is a way in life, but this is in more of a strict sense that nature in accordance with it is a path of duty. Now, duty is you must do this. And we must stay on this path, we must regulate it, and through this regulation, we do it with instruction. Leaving this path is not the path, otherwise you're not on the path, you get poison oak and stuff. The superior man does not wait until he sees things to be cautious. You must have your senses open to things. It must not be waking and apparent and, and, and seen in order to generate that view. There must be some element of, of intuition or foresight in life or prophecy in order to really do things well, to really know and be wise in what you're doing. So I think an element of foresight, having foresight and prophecy, that foreknowledge in knowing and seeing things develop before they do, he suggests that we place our minds in a state of equilibrium where there isn't anything like joy or anger or sadness pushing our mind around and stirring about. And it is between all these states that we must rest in a state of equilibrium where nothing is stirring. He refers to this kind of state of mind as like a middle path and a path of harmony, a place where we should all be. 
And I think in this place, we can examine things for what they are without being a part of something else already. We can generate the effect of reality sufficient in order to have everything just as right as it is, for things are as they are. And everything in this way naturally on the path will flourish because that's what life wants to do. And sometimes it tries to eat you, but you can eat it too. Or you can let it eat you, or you can tell on them. I don't know. Whatever your gut instinct tells you, but whatever it is, just go with no mind and let, a, let others with no mind see it. No preconceptions, no drama, you know. And MTV doesn't uh, teach you equilibrium. And I believe that everything naturally has the tendency to just flourish on its own, but without the essential balance that if you have too much of sunlight or too much of nutrients or too much of water or too much of anything in a controlled sense, might ruin the growth and natural essence of things. As we breathe in what the trees are putting out and as the trees take in what we are putting off, I think this sort of transactional state of nature, this equilibrium that we exist in naturally, does not need to be trained into and taught too much, but that we flourish most with what comes naturally. So in a sense, it's within our learning or within our generation of things that we stray from the path and look from that point of view that we lose ourselves, and it is this that we need to act naturally and find the way, and in that way it will be in harmony and will be most happy and easy. So then, learning most naturally from that which is free and easy and not taught will be the greatest teacher, that if we sit with no mind looking at that which comes naturally, we will all flourish and we will all find the path and be able to understand where the source of knowledge is that creates harmony. We will not have to fight against ourselves and that the opposite of war and conflict is harmony and union. Creating this balance within ourselves and between each other requires a sort of stability. And out of this stability comes our relationships flourishing and that we could retain equilibrium in this way without the need for chaos and war. Simplicity is a virtue in science and I think within the examination of things that are so complex, it's good to look at things in a very simplistic way no matter what you're looking at. That we are examining life as it is the best we can and as we explore and get out onto the fringes of things and we start supposing the more chaos that is involved with the uncertainties in life and the complexities better to balance out our state of approach with stability and simplicity i think i have a pretty good respect for confucius because i'm a man of expansion but i am also a man of contraction and I love to carry out the details and make things as simple as possible, creating an avenue of, of learning where complex things could become more accessible. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm doing this podcast. So Kung Fu Tse, I give this nod to you. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I'll be sure to do more Chinese philosophy and Eastern ways in the future. I'll see you next time.